It's Wednesday here in the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our week here. I'm back after a quick vacation, but it's time to talk Steelers and Titans. And it's the Acrisure Fan Advantage because we always bring out the Acrisure Fan Advantage the day before the Steelers game, and that's this Wednesday here on the North Shore Drive podcast. To do that, we've got Tyler Rowland of the Locked On Titans podcast and of Sports Illustrated. He's going to break down all the aspects of the Titans that you guys need to know before the Steelers take on the Titans on Thursday Night Football. It's going to be a fun episode. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello, welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of our daily content that comes out from all of our different sports writers here at the Post-Gazette by searching Post-Gazette Sports or reading our work at post-gazette.com. And as always... When we do the Acrisure Fan Advantage, we want to remind you the Acrisure Fan Advantage all season long is bringing you as a fan closer to the Steelers than ever before. You get your burning questions answered by our Steelers insider, Brian Batko, every single week and an in-depth conversation with an opponent expert each week. This week, it's the Tennessee Titans, which means we've got Tyler Rowland of the Locked On Titans podcast and of Sports Illustrated. He writes about him. He talks about him. He knows everything about him. Tyler and I have had some great discussions over the years talking about Steelers and Titans and talk about football in general. But Tyler, my first question to you on on here on the for the Post Gazette, what is the biggest thing that you're hearing the Titans talking about with the Steelers, the things that they're most concerned with going into this game? Well, I think the number one thing is is stopping the Steelers pass rush. I think when you look at the Steelers as a defense, as I'm sure Steelers fans know very well, uh JJ Watt has the ability to wreck a game. Alex Highsmith is probably underrated in terms of how many people know who he is with how good of a player that he is. Uh, like you had mentioned to me, Steelers could get Cam Hayward back here. The, the Steelers have a very good front. They have some good players on defense, even with a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick missing the game. So I think the one thing that could really, on the, you look at the Steelers, the one thing that's really impressive is that pass rush. And then on the flip side, you look at the Titans. And the big weakness for the Titans, the biggest weakness on the entire team, is the offensive line, and specifically mm-hmm. the tackle position, which... We just talked about a bunch of edge rushers, and we're talking about tackles being the struggle for the Titans. Uh, the Titans have had Chris Hubbard, who is a a, a name that Steelers fans may remember, uh, yeah. playing at right tackle, and he's actually played incredibly well. He's been one of the better right tackles in the NFL uh, through the first six games for the Titans. Uh, on the other side, they had Andre Dillard for the first few games. They got suspended offensive tackle Nicholas Petit-Ferrer back midway through the season. He started uh, and played in the last few games at left tackle with Hubbard at right, but Hubbard got hurt against the Falcons. And that forced NPF, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, to go from the left side back to the right where he played as a rookie, and then Andre Mm. Dillard, who was benched, to be put back into the lineup at left tackle. So now you have two offensive tackles that I think are very vulnerable that haven't necessarily been playing that great, especially in pass protection. And I think the Steelers' pass rush could absolutely wreck the game, even if the Titans do just about everything else well. If... TJ Watt, like he can do, is able to force fumbles, create points on defense for the Steelers that really change the game at home in a primetime environment where the Steelers fans absolutely always show up. Uh, I, I think it could really ruin the game for the Titans, even if they do some things well. So the number one thing the Titans are worried about right now is how they could slow down the pass rush of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
And I imagine you want to especially slow it down because you got a rookie quarterback making his second start. But that rookie quarterback threw four touchdowns <laughs> last week against against the Atlanta Falcons. That was Will Levis coming in. And Tyler, I know it's been, you know, the Titans have been in search of that guy. They hope that Ryan Tannehill could be that guy when they sign him. Then they drafted Malik Willis mm -hmm. and now they drafted Will Levis. And everyone's wondering, like, wow, they just keep taking swings. But it looked like maybe they got a hit there, at least in the in the first game, especially with how he connected with DeAndre Hopkins. What have you seen from Will Levis so far as far as things you like and things maybe you think that he needs to work on more? Well, I think the number one thing that jumps off the tape, obviously, when you watch the highlights, it's very apparent to everybody is the arm strength. Uh, Will Levis certainly has a cannon, but he combines that arm strength with a quick release, very efficient release, gets the ball out of his hands, it pops. It really does. So incredible arm talent. He's got everything that you would want in terms of being able to throw the ball. He can throw the ball anywhere on the field. We saw it last week against the Atlanta Falcons. Will Levis registered three of the top 10 touchdown passes in the NFL all season in air distance. So like the ball actually flying through the air, Levis had three of the top 10 touchdown passes, wow. longest in the NFL in one game. He's That's played crazy. one game and he's already got three of the top 10 longest throws air distance wise. So he's got an absolute cannon, whether it be, and you know, Chris, a lot of the time when people talk about arm strength from a scouting perspective, it's mm. not about how far you can throw it. It's the velocity that you have on throws going sideways and he's able to throw it across the field with velocity and with power. And that's obvious, but I think the intelligence and the ability for a rookie to run the offense is something that really stands out as well. He was able to make checks at the line of scrimmage. He was able to get guys lined up properly. He was able mm -hmm. to run an efficient and organized operation, which is something that Mike Vrabel talks about a ton. He wants an organized offense, get out of the huddle on time, not be rushing to the snap so you can adjust to the defense and read things. Uh, he was able to do all those things. And offensive coordinator Tim Kelly said on Tuesday that Will Levis has full command, the full playbook at his disposal. He wasn't even wearing a wristband in his very first start ever. So I think the guy really has incredible physical abilities, but he also has great mental abilities and is really a, a student of the game. And that's helped him pick things up so quickly. I, that that sounds really interesting because, you know, he's a guy that's coming in and the Titans are looking for answers and he has a major weapon at his disposal. And that's DeAndre Hopkins, who mm -hmm. I, I've said for a while, I still don't discount DeAndre Hopkins from the best receiver in football conversation. I know his numbers were yeah. suggesting that maybe you should, but I'm like, man, that guy still got it. And man, mm -hmm. he showed that he still got it last week. What does he still do? That's really special that the Steelers are going to have to watch out for run routes understand defenses, mm. set up cornerbacks, using craft and intelligence and experience and knowledge to get to the right places, be there on time for his quarterback, and then ultimately do what DeAndre Hopkins has always been the best at in the NFL, and it's used those absolutely freakish-sized hands to pluck the football out of the air. DeAndre Hopkins scored three touchdowns last week. His second touchdown, which was the least miraculous of them mm -hmm. all. It was the shortest, just a quick drag route over the middle, gets matched up with a linebacker, catches the ball, runs about 12 yards, spins around a defender and gets in the end zone. Um, on that play, Levis threw the ball pretty behind DeAndre Hopkins. And Hopkins stayed at full speed and was able to reach behind him and pluck the ball out of the air and still get upfield, make a man miss and score a touchdown. So I think DeAndre Hopkins, while he may not be as explosive as he used to be, uh, also I think strength, is something that starts to fade as you get older. Hopkins has struggled against press coverage. A lot of his success, even against Atlanta in the big day that he had, mm. most of the success that he had, almost every catch he had, was against off coverage. 
If you get up in DeAndre Hopkins' face and you press him at the line of scrimmage, he has struggled to get off the line and to deal with that. So the Steelers will certainly uh, probably try to do that to disrupt the timing for Will Levis and not let DeAndre Hopkins get free releases. Uh, if he gets out into open field, he can still do everything he needs to. But a guy who had great releases for a lot of his career off the line of scrimmage is definitely struggling with that now, and I think it might be a strength thing. Hopkins said himself, um, you know, sorry, I, I forget exactly who who pointed it out. I think it was uh, a Rich Eisen on his show. He said that DeAndre Hopkins told him that he's running as fast as he's ever run miles per hour, according to the Titans GPS system. So the speed is still there. The agility is still there. I think it's the strength and the ability to hand fight and get off press coverage at the line of scrimmage that that's really been something that Hopkins has struggled with. But again, when you let him off into open space, it's clear that he could still absolutely dominate a game. It's, it'll be interesting to see how the Steelers use their cornerbacks in this game, especially with that, with knowing that yeah. because Joey Porter Jr., the rookie. My pick for very- defensive rookie of the year, Joey Porter Jr. I just like he, to say that. He, he's been very sharp so far mm-hmm. in the starts mm-hmm. that he's been Played out the there, man. especially when he's when he's when he's impressed. And in fact, Mike Tomlin did say, and it was confirmed again by, by Terrell Austin, Joey Porter Jr. is the starting cornerback for the Steelers moving for forward. I, I will wonder if they try to press D, D- Hop a lot more. Mm-hmm. You also got Traylon Burks out there to, to worry about. Um, and ultimately, as, as we know, this Steelers pass rush. You said this, this Titans offensive line's the biggest concern. The Steelers pass rush is the biggest X factor it has in its weaponry to change games. That could be a big factor in this. But we got to flip sides. I want to ask Tyler about the Titans defense because everyone at Pittsburgh is wondering, can Kenny Pickett turn the corner? He will be playing this game. He told us this in Tuesday in the Steelers locker room. But can he turn the corner? We'll have that discussion on the other side of the break here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Chris Carter, Tyler Rowland of Sports Illustrated and Locked on Titans. But first, I want to remind you, the show is brought to you, as always, by the Acrisure Fan Advantage, which brings you closer to the team than ever by featuring exclusive answers to your burning questions from Steelers insider Brian Batko every week at the end of the week on Fridays. And then we have our opponent expert each week breaking things down. We've got Tyler on with us talking Titans this week. We've, we always mix it up with people people from all across the country who cover all the teams that the Steelers are going to face. So tune in every Friday and the day before each Steelers game to get the advantage and visit Acrisure.com slash fan advantage for more information to submit your questions today. We're also brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the number one bar in all of Pittsburgh. Whether you're a Steelers, Pirates, Pit, or Pit fan, Mike's Beer Bar is right across the street from PNC Park and has the best selection of beer in town as well as amazing food options and over 20 televisions so you you can catch all the sports action that you want. Come on in and try one of their 500 different available beers, 300 of those beers being local and 80 of those local beers being available on tap. You can also get a flight to try out all the different options they have that they switch, switch and change up every single week. That's because Mike's Beer Bar never runs out of beer. They have so many different options that you won't, won't get tired of trying. And you can try their steak on a stone meal where you, all you have to do is walk in, order a steak on a stone. You get your choice cut of steak brought to you on a heated stone. And with each piece that you cut off, you press into that stone, you can choose how well you want each bite of your steak to be. It is such an amazing meal. You got to get to Mike's Beer Bar today. And when you get there, tell him Chris sent you. We're back here in the North Shore Drive podcast. It's the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Tyler Rowland of Sports Illustrated, Locked on Titans. Let's keep it rolling here, Tyler. Now, the Steelers are going to get Kenny Pickett in this game. 
And I think there's, there was a big sigh of relief from a lot of Steelers fans across mm-hmm. Pittsburgh and Steeler Nation and everything because they want to see Kenny Pickett be okay and get back out there. But it won't matter if he does not see the field the way that he has when he, when it's turned on in the fourth fourth quarter. And we've talked about this before on the show. Kenny Pickett's first quarter passer rating is at 45 or something like that. When it gets in the fourth quarter, it jumps up to 100, 102. And it's not just for a drive sometimes. Sometimes it is just a drive. Sometimes it's, you know, it's it's one time they get hot. But like against the Rams, he it was perfect through the air. He literally he completed every pass. He was moving, he was seeing the defense. And we've seen the Kenny Pickett that I covered when he played for the University of Pittsburgh. We've seen the Kenny Pickett who, you know, has shown those glimpses. But the question is, can he consistently find those glimpses? If there's a weakness to attack in this Titans defense, what is the thing that Kenny Pickett has to channel in this game? Well. First and foremost, Chris, I'm going to have to leave because I'm going to have to get in the car and go to Mike's Beer Bar. Uh, yeah. Steak on his own, 80 beers. Uh, yeah. I mean, you had me over here like uh, <laughs> GPS and things trying to – I'm about to get in the car. Now, all jokes aside, though, I think um, one of the weaknesses that the Titans have on defense, they're strong over the middle because of the zone coverages that they like to run. They have a strong pass rush. I think their cornerbacks – or something that you can attack. Christian Fulton on the outside. He's had two good games in a row, but I definitely think he's somebody who can get beat in one-on-one coverage. He really struggled at times at the beginning of the year, struggled against the Colts, struggled against Amari Cooper. Um, the Titans for the last few years have really struggled with bigger receivers on the sideline in one-on-one situations, whether it be cover three zones, whether it be man coverage, just throwing the ball up to big receivers and letting them beat the Titans cornerbacks. That's been a recipe for success for a lot of teams. And it makes it hard on a defense when you take away the middle of the field where a lot of quarterbacks like to go, you get pressure on the quarterback and then they just throw up these balls. But the Titans cornerbacks just don't win in catch point situations often enough to where it is a logical solution for offenses, even if it seems like it's random. So I think the Steelers are ideally suited to take advantage of that if they need to. Um, Ideally, you would want to have things more open in the structure of the offense, but it's nice to know that at the end of the day, if you could just get George Pickens one-on-one down the sideline with a cornerback for the Titans, you have a really good chance for him to pick that up and to win that battle. So I would say attacking the Titans cornerbacks and Also, this is a health thing that we got to watch throughout the week. Roger McCreary, Mm. Titans second-year cornerback out of Auburn. He missed last week's game with a hamstring injury. His replacement, Eric Garrower, is an undrafted rookie who came up off the practice squad. He got torched last week against Mm. the Falcons in the slot. They hunted him over the middle of the field, whether it be zone or man coverage. So I think if you get a guy like Deontay Johnson in the slot against Eric Garrower, the Steelers could dominate over the middle of the field, even if the Titans do well otherwise. So getting Roger McCreary back will be a big injury for the Titans to watch, for Steelers fans to watch. It may not be a name that you hear a lot about, and he's not like an elite shutdown slot corner or anything, but the drop-off from him to his replacement is significant enough to where it, it can truly impact the game plan. So if Roger McCreary is in the game, it makes it more difficult, but that could be uh, an injury advantage for the Steelers there. That's a that'll be very interesting to see how that plays out, especially with the injury. But the Steelers offense, they have been able to capitalize on a lot of those mismatches consistently enough throughout the year. Now they've had their moments where they have and they've they've thrown the ball well and they've gotten it downfield. George Pickens, the one catch he made, you know, against the Jaguars was a 22 yard touchdown where he leaped over two two guys. Uh, He's going to get one of those against the against the Titans. It's just it's just going to happen. So. 
No, I, I, and it's going to be interesting. You brought up combat catches. That's exactly who Pickens yep. is. He, he, he worked on yeah. that. You know, Deontay Johnson's more of the, the the slick route runner who tries to work in space and get mm-hmm. more more spots open. Um, I think it's going to be a big question to see, you know, if Kenny Pickett can see through things. I asked Kenny Pickett what the Titans do, and he talked about, hey, they love to disguise things on, on the back end. So they, there are Good. things that he's going to have to watch out for, and we'll see how that translates. But, you know, even before you get to the disguises in the secondary, it's clear. The Titans love to bring the heat. They have a talented defensive front led by Jeffrey Simmons, who's a bad man on that on that D-line. Tyler, what does this defensive front do so well that the Steelers are going to have to watch out for, especially in their offensive line that had a really rough game last week? The offensive line of the Steelers is going to have to be coordinated in pass rush, especially on the interior. The Titans are one of the best teams in the NFL at stunts and games and twists up front. Um, just a couple of things they like to do. T stunts. Jeffrey Simmons will be on the interior with a guy like Danico Autry on the outside, who's one of the most underrated, versatile rushers inside, outside. Danico Autry can really do it all, even at age 33. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons will rush up the field and go towards the offensive tackle. And the guard, it's Jeffrey Simmons, for crying out loud. Wow. You're going to have to stay with Jeffrey Simmons. And then what happens is Danico Autry will go right off Jeffrey Simmons' butt inside. And now there's a huge gap between the center and the guard because the guard is sliding with Simmons, who's going outside, and allows Autry to come right up the middle. Another stunt that the Titans like to run, I call it the Landry loop. Landry, Mm. uh, Harold Landry's their outside linebacker edge rusher. He struggled this year returning from ACL, but he had two sacks against the Falcons. He started to play better. And, you know, Steelers fans know about guys coming back from ACL tears. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes some time for them to really get back to speed. And Landry's starting to play better. The Titans like to have one wide rusher to one side and then stack three guys on the other side of the center and have the outside edge rusher loop to the inside A gap and have their two interior defensive tackles go to the outside to kind of open up that space. So the Titans will be looking to run those T stunts and those loop stunts from the outside to attack the interior and create gaps up the middle. So then they get straight into Kenny Pickett's face. And old Bill Belichick thing with Tom Brady, of course, is the interior rush is actually more harmful to an offense than the edge rush. The edge rush, you have a better chance of pushing a guy around. If you come straight up the middle into the quarterback's face, Hmm. there's more to step up in the pocket. There's not a lot of ways to operate. So interior pass rush is always what is what is almost more bit deadly than the edge rush even. So I think if the Titans try to focus on getting pressure up the A-gaps, getting pressure into the middle with those stunts, and if the Steelers' offensive line and pass protection isn't coordinated perfectly to deal with it, then the Titans' best asset on their team, the defensive line, is going to be able to wreck the game plan for an offense that's already struggling. Sounds like both teams are looking for their defensive fronts to be the controlling point of this game i said that that was going to be a big case last week for the game whereas the jaguars they knocked kenny pickett out of the game with kind of a late hit their run their their defensive front changed the game in the run game uh you know a lot and kept the steelers in check there that's going to be another factor the steelers have to see can they get the run game going again they got it going against the rams they got it going in the second half against the ravens but it was shut down against the Jaguars. They have to change that for the trajectory of this game if they want to. If they want to reverse field and get back to get back to their winning ways and get to five and three, but will they? We'll get to our predictions here in the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. It's Chris Carter, Tyler Rowland. Stick with us. We still have a lot more to discuss. But discuss. But first, I want to remind you that actually this weekend after the Steelers play 
on Saturday, you need to go to the Great Yinzer Tailgate. The Great Yinzer Tailgate is bringing the best of the Berg to South Point on November 4th, showcasing Pittsburgh's rich culture, iconic sports history, and vibrant community spirit. The Great Yinzer Tailgate will immerse you in the unique blend of traditions that make Pittsburgh legendary. Just visit www.thegreatyinzertailgate.com for details and see Yins there. We're also brought to you by GameTime.co. We're buying tickets to your favorite events. Shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the past and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. If you're like me, sometimes I'm booking my tickets up to the last minute. And that's where game time comes in the clutch because game time lets you see the tickets from your seats when you're buying them. And you can buy those tickets up to an hour after your event has started if you're running late. And you also don't have hidden fees. Game time, when you click on, on the price, that is the price that you're getting. And all it takes is two clicks and those tickets are yours. Whether you're going to a football game, a hockey game, basketball game, whatever, game time is the best way to get your tickets. So get them right here from game time, either on gametime.co, their website, or download the game time app right to your phone. And again, they have a best price guarantee that can't be beat. If you find tickets in the same section row for less somewhere else, game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference snag the tickets without stress with game time download the game to map create an account and use code pitt pit for 20 dollars off your first purchase or go to the website gametime.co term to apply create an account and redeem code pitt pit for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed We're back here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Tyler Rowland, breaking things down here on this upcoming Steelers-Titans matchup. Thursday night football at Akershire Stadium. Now, Tyler, there's some historical stuff going on in the Steelers' favor here that has been that is going on and with, the, with the Steelers and the Titans. I believe the Steelers have won four in a row in this rivalry. Um, and this is something that you, know, you and I have talked about before that stretches back. And what is the intangibles that the Steelers have had over the Titans? This used to be back in the day when they were the NFC, AFC Central. They, mm-hmm. they, these used to, they used to go back and forth with legendary battles. But as of late, the Steelers have taken an advantage. Yeah, well, let me just say this. The Steelers have had better players. <laughs> that's what I, that's <laughs> what I would say. It. The Steelers are, are, are a better run organization that has drafted better, that has developed better, that has had more uh, consistent, better coaching. Uh, the Titans have gone through quite a bit of coaches since the Steelers have had Mike Tomlin. Now the Titans got their own uh, Mike Tomlin, in my opinion. That's who I compare Mike Vrabel to the most is a guy like Mike Tomlin who just drags his team to wins over and over. But Mm -hmm. if you give him a good roster, he can really do damage. You give him a bad roster, he'll still eke out the best of them. Um, So I would make that connection. But Mike Vrabel was a good coach, and uh, Titans are are lucky to have him there finally after a bad run. But I think really since, what, 2003, the Titan, the Steelers are 8-3 and three against the Titans. To put it, mm-hmm. it is the, the the Steelers podcast here. So, uh, and the Steelers are 5-1 and one against the Titans in Pittsburgh. So, I think really the big difference is the Steelers have just had better players because they're a better run organization. But what are we talking about here? The Pittsburgh Steelers are what? Top three, top one organization in the history of football. So, it, it's not like the Titans are alone and not m- matching that uh, mystique. But I think the big difference at the end of the day is just truly that the Steelers have had better players. Ben Roethlisberger is a better player than the Titans have ever had since they moved to Nashville, maybe in the entire history of the franchise. I'm not, you know, I was born in 91. Uh, don't know much about the Houston Oilers before I was born, but Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Fame quarterback with multiple Super Bowl appearances. So I would say that uh, it's pretty logical to make the debate there. So I think that that's really it at the end of the day. But hopefully... With Mike Vrabel, the Titans have been a winning team 
for yeah. quite some time now. And maybe Will Levis and his emergence will allow the Titans to not have the rebuild that most people thought they would have. So hopefully there are some good games going forward between Kenny Pickett and Will Levis, two young quarterbacks who will be fun to watch. But you're not wrong. It has been domination since 2003 with the Steelers over the Titans. I want to get to this matchup specifically and how we see this playing out. Tyler, what's your biggest factor in this game that it's going to determine the outcome more than anything else as far as these matchups? Well, I'm going to cheat and say two things, but they're intimately connected. Sure. Uh, like we talked about before, the run game. The run game is going to be key. Both defenses are good. Both both pass rushes are good. You can't get into a situation where you're in third and longs consistently. Whichever team is efficient in the run game on early downs to give their young quarterback third and manageable or give them second and short opportunities to try to hit explosives. Whichever team runs the football and gives themselves better situations against two really good two good defenses I'll say uh, that'll be important but the the connection there is if you get in third and long a lot you let the pass rushers pin their ears back for either team and that is going to create pressure which creates turnovers and if you give the ball away in this game whichever defense is able to create those turnovers is really going to help they're struggling offenses against good defenses so it's it's more than just stopping the offense you're helping your own offense at the same time. So I think being able to run the ball will keep these teams out of turnover-worthy situations, and whoever does that the most will be the team that that wins the game. I, I That is very old-school football. That is very much how Mike Tomlin, I think, talks about the game a lot. Stop the run. Get after the quarterback. Win, win on first and second down so you can win on third down. Create the turnovers and then protect the football on your end. I think it's going to be a very similar fight for both of these teams. Uh, to try to do it because they both have young quarterbacks. They both have offensive lines that aren't fully set up right now. Uh, they both have running backs that they're confident in. They both have playmaking wide receivers, and they've got defensive fronts to get after the quarterback. This could be really interesting to see. But, Tyler, how do you see this game playing out as, as, as the biggest course of the game and your final score prediction? Well, as I talked about before, it's just something about going into Pittsburgh, playing prime time. Thursday night football, the terrible towels waving. I mean, Steeler fans are probably, it's music to their ears because that is the mystique and the legacy that this team has. And it's not just the players. It's the, it's the jerseys. It's the environment. And although all the Titans players are different and all the Steelers players are different from most of those games over the last 20 years, the fans are the same. The environment is the same. The pressure is the same in Pittsburgh. And that's because of the fantastic fan base that they have. So for me, even though the players are different and losing in 2006 doesn't have anything to do with losing in 2023. Uh, I still think the Steelers defense in that environment playing against a, a rookie quarterback in a second start. I think it's a little much for the Titans to overcome with the state of their roster. I trust the playmakers on the Steelers defense more than the Titans defense. And I think the Steelers defense at home will force more turnovers on Will Levis than the Titans are able to force on Kenny Pickett. So I'm going to go with the Steelers. Um, I had 21-13 before, but I like what you said. I'm going to go 20-13 to Steelers win. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, 2013 is right where I'm at for this team right now. I just, I think that the Titans, like you said, Will Levis looked really good in this last game and he shined there. Mm -hmm. But just my teaching is of how I see things a lot in the NFL you know, a lot of times with with young rookies who are, who are coming up, they'll have their really good performances, and then they'll kind of tailor off a little bit. I mm -hmm. think the Steelers will try to take away. They'll try to take away DeAndre Hopkins as much as they can. Yes. Uh, but 
they I think they'll also have a scheme where they're gonna make they're gonna try to find the thing that makes Will Levis the most uncomfortable. For Jimmy Garoppolo, they let him have Deont- Devontae Adams, but whenever he tried to go elsewhere, that's where they got their interceptions because they were sitting there waiting for the Rams. They took away Cooper Cup and forced Matt Stafford to have to work with Puka Nakua and other guys. I'm very intrigued to see how they're going to try to take away DeAndre Hopkins or what their scheme will be to try to unsettle Will Levis and get him to make some mistakes. But certainly will be an interesting matchup either way. Both of us have the Steelers winning. You will see how that plays out on Thursday here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Tyler, thanks so much for joining us. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, absolutely. Locked on Titans Monday through Friday on YouTube. Uh, any podcast app, uh, always breaking down the film, talking about the latest news, all that stuff. Um, I'll have some in-depth breakdowns talking about the game uh, from the Titans perspective, of course, but maybe interesting to Steelers fans. All of my work at alltitans.com for Sports Illustrated. Again, a lot of film stuff there too, which could be interesting for Steelers fans to break down. I cover all of it when the Steelers do good, uh, when the Titans do good, all of that. And then uh, at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter for my uh, crazy hot take gas baggery that I love to do every day. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely he's tyler roland of sports illustrated and the locked on titans podcast i'm chris carter host of the north shore drive podcast here in the pittsburgh post gazette we hope that you all enjoyed this episode our team the full post gazette squad will be at acrisure stadium thursday night covering the steelers get all of our coverage at post-gazette.com get all of our our video and audio sports podcasts and reactions here at post gazette sports whether you're listening to us on an audio platform like Tyler said, wherever you get 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 podcasts, this will be. And also on YouTube, where you can watch this and subscribe to this channel for all of our daily content that not just covers the Steelers, but everything Pittsburgh. We'll see you here Thursday night, recapping what happened in Steelers versus Titans. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For three months of digital access to post-gazette.com at 99 cents, click the link below in the description.